This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Pickleball, Jim. So hot. Apparently, yeah. We've been talking about this. You haven't really gotten into it yet. I haven't played it once. No, me neither. But I have a lot of friends who who are playing it. I have one buddy who's built a pickleball court in his backyard. Hmm. He's dedicated. You see tennis courts in parks across the Taz and Jim listening area being converted to pickleball courts. Yeah, you just make it a smaller court on the tennis court. Yeah, it, it, it's like a uh, a combination of tennis, ping pong, badminton, pad paddle ball. It's a it's a racket sport. <laughs> it's like a mix of every racket sport <laughs> and pickles. And it's so hot that it could be coming to primetime TV. Really? Celebrity Pickleball. Now we're talking. Stephen Colbert is developing a comedic primetime special called Pickled, featuring celebrity pickleball teams competing for the Golden Gherkin. (laughs) It'll be on CBS later this year. Colbert says, I see Pickled as a chance to bring lots of different people together for something playful and unpredictable. But they all have to be hammered, too. If it's called Pickled... They all have to be doing shots in between each set. I hope. Is pickleball, it's not like a a backyard sport where you can have a beer in your hand while you play, is it? I guess any sport you could have a beer in your hand if you really wanted to. Baseball? (laughs) (laughs) Playing outfield? (laughs) Yeah, well, I've seen that, actually. Catch it in the the solo cup. (laughs) But it's got to be a little uh, labor-intensive moving around the court and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of times you use two hands for like a backhand shot or something, right. but uh, I mean, if it's a casual fun sport and you want to keep it fun, I think I think booze should be involved. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. I, I want to know more about this pickleball craze. That would be a great idea. That's what we should de- develop. What? Celebrity backyard games where it's not just one, mm-hmm. but they do can jam. Horseshoes. They move on to horseshoes. They do a little... Uh, with the bean bags Corn there, hole. cornhole. Yep. Yeah, that, whole that's Olympics. A, that's yeah, backyard Olympics with celebrities. A full season, like Survivor, and see them go through. It all depends on who the celebrities you can get to do it. But I feel like that Dancing with the Stars. That's a lot of commitment. You got to learn how to dance. You got to go train, go hit the gym. <laughs> and this is like grab a beer and play some cornhole. I think we. I think we can get some A-listers involved. <laughs> It's a low-effort, fun idea. Yeah, yeah. Celebrity Backyard Olympics. Another free million-dollar idea for you there. Yeah, but we do Celebrity Backyard Olympics Canada, and then we, you know, license it to all the different countries. This has this has legs, Taz. If you can hold off filling up the tank until tomorrow might be a good idea. Gas prices expected to fall around $0.08 cents by tomorrow. <laughs> My uncle's in town. I want to give a shout-out to Aunt Lou and Uncle Terry who are visiting. They uh, they're from the Ottawa area, and Uncle Terry's like I had to, I had to check myself yesterday. I was driving through uh, town, and I was like, "Oh, gas is only a dollar sixty five here. That's great." No, it's not. <laughs> Don't get used to it. <laughs> but you know, we we were up there for a short period at two dollars a liter, so. <laughs> Your mind just plays that trick on you. A dollar sixty. Oh, what a steal! Yeah, it's like going shopping on Black Friday or whatever one of those sale days, and then they mark it up five hundred down to three ninety nine when it was three ninety nine three weeks ago. Clearance. Everything in the store is seventy percent off 
all the time. <laughs> How are we even making money? Uh, if if you're uh, thinking we're winning the battle here with the prices going down eight cents a liter, <laughs> you're still paying for it somehow. Like when you go into the little uh, convenience store at the gas station and buy a bag of Doritos, guess what? There's fewer Doritos in there now. Mm-hmm. Five fewer Doritos to be very specific. Oh, God. That's apparently what's happening. Yeah, Frito-Lay confirmed that they've decreased the number of chips you get per bag by five whole delicious triangles in 2021 to account for inflation. So they're mm-hmm. saying, oh, yeah, it's hitting everybody, so we got to do well, what we got to do. Wouldn't that be more inflation per bag? What do you mean? Well, you open a bag of Doritos, 80% of the bag is just air. Yeah, so yeah, literally. <laughs> they're literally inflating. That's the inflation. <laughs> well, this is what makes me mad. Yes, inflation is going up, and the consumers are, are eating all of it, all the prices. But PepsiCo, that owns Frito-Lay, their profits went up 13% last year, and inflation is like, you know, not more than 7% right now. So they're still way ahead. They're ahead of the game. And they're still making us pay for it. They're ahead of the game, and we're behind five Doritos per bag. I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it. You'll also get uh, fewer brushes out of your Crest 3D Radiant White Mint Strips. Oh, damn it. Uh, 28 fewer crackers out of Wheat Thins. Come on. That's a lot. And several fewer sips out of your uh, Gatorade. 28 less Wheat Thins? They're real thin, though. Well, they should have. that's what they should have done. Just kept the same number in there and made them thinner. <laughs> Wheat really thins. Yeah, yeah, because I will. I, I know not how much food I'm eating, but how many times I go back to the reservoir uh-huh. and keep reading, like how long I'm occupied by that meal. Well, they do that, right? They, like you can buy skinny Oreos. They're like, oh, these are the healthy Oreos, and they just make them skinnier. So there's literally just less calories because they're smaller. And then you end up eating twice as many. True, true. Five less Doritos in a bag. We are playing the game, Is Patrick There? Our own Jim, James Patrick Kelly is going to tap into his Irish heritage. Call Ireland, a pub over there, and ask for Patrick. You just have to guess whether or not there will be a Patrick in the pub. Our contestant is Jason. How you doing, Jason? Not bad. How are you? Pretty good, buddy. You uh, you drive a fuel truck, huh? Yes, I do. Can you spin by the radio station at some point this Top morning? Top us up. <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are hauling gold right now, bud. I am. So we're going to call Dan and Molly's Pub in Kilgolan, Ireland. Do you think someone named Patrick is going to be in the pub? I don't think there will be. No? Okay, yeah. you ready to go, Jim? Oh, born ready. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Is I'll try to get better. Let me, let me get. Let me work it out a little bit. Okay, there we go. You good? Yeah. Can I dial? Is Patrick there? Hello. Hello. Is Patrick there? Hello. Hello. Is this Dan and Molly's? That's correct. Yes. Sorry, Dan and Molly's pub is what I'm looking for. That's right. You're right. Oh, okay. Is Patrick there? Pardon. Is Patrick there? Patrick? Yeah. Patrick who? Like, is the, the pub isn't open now. Oh, okay. Well, we got to, 
we got this guy. We're doing the road work up on Ballyboy Road, and uh, we got a guy named Patrick there who runs the stop and slow sign. Said he was going for a washroom break about an hour and a half ago, and haven't seen a hide nor hair of him since. Wondering if he went into your fine establishment to try to try to get a cold beer or no. something. No, no, there isn't. Uh, no, we're not open at all. Not open. What, what time do you open? We don't open until evening time, seven o'clock. Well, well, if you find Patrick and a guy with a kind of his face looks like it kind of got hit by a shovel kind of balding on the left side of his head, right side hairy as all get out. I want you to let him know he's fired if he steps foot in your establishment, okay? Are you joking me now? Why did I be joking? We're looking for him an hour and a half, and he's got, got cars coming through the road here. We're going to have an accident on our hands if Patrick doesn't get back. Where, are you do- where is the road work? Bally Boy Road. We're putting in the new shores. <laughs> a new shore, Bally Boy Road. Bally Boy, what? Bally Boy Road by Kilgolan. Kilgolan? Yeah. Yeah, and there's somebody missing, is that his? Well, he's not not the most motivated fella, if you know what I mean. You probably have a few dish cleaners that do the same kind of thing, don't show up every day. Oh, right. He's and one of those guys. Patrick, what's, his, what's his second name? His second, his second name is Kelly. Patrick Kelly. Yeah, I don't know him anymore. Anyway. Okay, well, you're better off then, not knowing him, I'd say. Thank you for your time, though. Not at all, thank you. But, sorry, yeah. no, I hope I'm, not, I'm no help to you. Well, we'll come by. We'll come by for dinner one of these days when the boys get a, quite the hunger on after the road work. So we'll come by. We'll, so we'll you got live music there? <laughs> Where are you from? Me? I'm I from Dublin. You're I think you're really joking me. No, I'm from Dublin. We'll see, we'll see you there. Take care. Okay. Bye. Hey, Patrick was not there. Perfect. <laughs> Congratulations, Jason. Oh, hey, thank you. Jim just doing some shore work. Just doing some shore work. Little shore work over there. (laughs) You are uh, getting hooked up with some Lotto 649 tickets, courtesy of Taz and Jim, okay? All right, thank you. Jim just showing me pictures of this uh, this super ripped grandmother. Mm-hmm. Where's she from? She's from the UK. I think London specifically, London, England. And her name is Andrea Sunshine. And, you know, I love these stories about, like, these older people. And you go, what's your secret? What is it? Yeah, oh, I, I drink up one beer a day. And that's how I live to 102. Well, this Jack Grandma, she says her secret is, is eating... 150 eggs a month to stay in shape. That's her move. She eats one egg yellow a day, and the rest are all egg whites. But her secret is just eating a ton of eggs. And I mean, you can't deny it. She is jacked. 100%. Like she's vascular, professional wrestler jacked. Yeah. She's a, you know what's funny? In the article, it doesn't say her age. So as confident as she is with her jackedness, I still think she keeps her age under wraps, but she is a divorced grandma of two. She spends most of her time at a London gym, and she's known for her abs, cut arms, and muscular legs, all thanks to a strict healthy diet with vegetables and eggs. Oh, that granny's farts are the worst. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're already bad. 150 eggs a month. Yeah. Wow. You know what I have here, Jim? What's that? I got signs that your grandmother is totally ripped. You want to hear some? Signs your grandmother is totally ripped. Hard candy is how she refers to her biceps. (laughs) What do you want? The Werther's original here? (laughs) Neither. No, none. Uh, When she pinches your cheeks, it causes bruising. 
could keep you the red in the cheeks for a while, though. That could be good. <laughs> Signs that your grandma is totally ripped. She doesn't use needles to knit. She just uses them to inject steroids. <laughs> Still keeps them in an old cookie tin, though. Speaking of which, Granny's famous cookies contain 48 grams of protein. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Granny is super jacked. She doubles as Grandpa's acorn stair lift. Now that is handy. Gets her, gets her steps in every day. <laughs> And uh, signs that your grandmother is totally ripped. The reindeer didn't stand a chance. Hey, that's a good joke, huh? Jim, what'd you do last night? Not much. My buddy's out of town, so I let his dog out. <laughs> cool. He's, work, he's working afternoon, so yeah. And out of town, so I let his dog what out. What kind right of now. dog is it? It's like a border collie husky, I think, or something. Mm -hmm. so. Do you bring your dogs to his house? Do you let the dogs all play together? No, or would no that backyard. Be, that would be chaos. If there was a fenced-in backyard, absolutely. Uh, my dog's not trained uh, to be off-leash and running around like that. So his dog is and stays in the backyard. Actually has a shock collar that I don't have to use. It's already trained, so he just runs around a little bit. And then... Uh, Feed them back in the house. Nothing interesting. Just uh, doing a buddy a favor. How's the backyard situation? You got another melt going on here. Mm -hmm. Are you going to start tackling the uh, the doggy landmines that have been laid through the winter? Yeah, I have, and I clean up a lot of it. But at this point, oh god, some of the stuff that came down in January, the the feces, it's now indistinguishable from the lawn you know it's like it's, it's like melted itself in there so I, I, like i'm hoping for a couple good rains yeah. and just wash it towards like my property kind of slopes away towards <laughs> the hedges i'm hoping it just runs downhill goes into the neighbor's yard <laughs> down where the park <laughs> so the, uh, i've got everything i could the key is finding that sweet spot like you want it to be warm enough that the snow melts so you can see them but you want it to be cold enough that they're still frozen when you pick them 100%, up. 100%. 100%. That is the sweet. So when it's like around zero, you know, two degrees is amazing. Right. You've got a hot tip for Jim. What do you do with your dog and its poop in your backyard? Well, I have two dogs just like Jim, and I have a small fenced-in yard. And so for years, for right now, I've been snow-blowing the backyard out for my small dogs so they don't get buried. And I'm finding that uh, I don't have very much poop when it comes springtime. <laughs> I but think it gets kind of uh, tossed over to the neighbor's yard. <laughs> <laughs> neighbors would be mad if it was just snow, but there's there's poop in there too? Yeah, if you snow blow yeah. your backyard, the lawn in your backyard, Jim, you're going to blow the poop over the fence well, throughout the winter. I mean, I can't argue yeah. with the logic there, but... <laughs> but uh, I kind of I think, in my logic, in my mind, I like to think this way is, it kind of gets ground up in the snow as it goes through the system. It's and like then mulch. when it gets flung out, it, it gets flowing all over the place. Sure, until like, your neighbor's having a smoke out there and gets smashed in the face with a bunch of... <laughs> a slurry of poo and snow. Sorry about that. <laughs> that. That would be an oopsie, right? <laughs> My bad. Listen, we're not coming up with uh, solutions to your neighbor's problems, Jim. We're coming up with solutions <laughs> oh, yeah. to your problem. Here's a headline. Medical student surgically implants Bluetooth device into own ear to cheat in final exam. Brilliant. You'd almost think you'd get bonus points for that. If you're a medical student and you were able to surgically implant a Bluetooth device in your ear. True. Yeah. Unorthodox, but well done. That should be part of the test. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, it looks like you got someone else to surgically implant it. Yeah, it'd be tough ear. to do it in your own ear. Yeah. Unless you had like a series of mirrors to see inside. I don't know. So this is in India. An exam at the Mahatma Gandhi Memorial Medical College. There was a phone found in the pocket of his trouser connected to a Bluetooth device. <laughs> they uh, they took away everybody's tests and gave them new ones, so they had different answers on them. And uh, this one student, he was discovered to have a small micro Bluetooth device surgically implanted in his ear. Hmm. The problem was this guy had uh, tried to pass it, this test, a couple times, and he's failed. This was his last attempt at it. So he went all out to not disappoint his parents, I'm guessing. And he got caught. I wonder, how did he get caught, though? Like, was I, I bet you he was, like, looking at his exam and like... A heart inflammation, like reading it out loud, heart inflammation Siri. could be A. <laughs> yeah. He kept saying Siri. <laughs> Hey Alexa, <laughs> what what causes the profuse bleeding from the eyeballs? Because he would have to relay the question because he didn't have a GoPro on a secret GoPro, so he would have to somehow relay the question. Unless the speaker on the other end had a copy of the test and was able just to read down the list as they went. Yeah, yeah, you know, so like a Cyrano de Bergerac, uh, yeah. Bergerac situation where one guy has the earpiece in someone's whisper in his ear. Mm-hmm. That could have been it. Yeah, but he was caught and uh, he doesn't look like he's going to be a doctor. <laughs> I want to see you peacock, you peacock, It's sports time. Devin Peacock, our sports guy, is here with us. And Dev, March Madness getting underway. Tomorrow the tournament kicks off and you got to make sure you have your brackets filled out. And this is the first time we've we've really had a March Madness. I mean, we had one last year, but it was different because of COVID and everything. And it was like super up in the air. It's always up in the air, but even more so last year. So this year, we're a bit more close to what you would expect for a normal season. And I'm looking forward to that because the last time we had a, a normal March Madness, I, uh, I, I picked the winner. Who was the winner again during the normal? I love how just the normal one, just the one where you pick the winner counts. But <laughs> 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 who, who won that year? It was Virginia. Virginia. Okay, well, then let's see if you can go for it again here. Who are you predicting will win the March Madness tournament? Virginia. No, I'm not picking Virginia again. Uh, <laughs> I just, all I do is just pick Virginia, and once every 100 years, I'll be correct. No. Uh, so this year, I am picking Arizona. I think the two best teams in the tournament are Arizona and Gonzaga, but I'm going Arizona. I'll go Gonzaga. Just fun to say. Yeah, it is. Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga is a great team. I mean, for the longest time, years and years and years, they were kind of like the, the, the Cinderella darling. And then all of a sudden, they became a major power in in college basketball. It'd be kind of fun to watch. I think they might run into... I'm going to give away one of my, uh, one of my uh, upsets here. I think they might run into some trouble with Texas Tech. Texas Tech is a physical team. They've played them really well, and I think Texas Tech can beat Gonzaga. I don't necessarily think Texas Tech is going to win it all or even make the national championship, but I do think they can block Gonzaga. Why Arizona? 
They're just super talented. Uh, I mean, they've they've got uh, they've they've got everything you want in a team that is uh, built to win March Madness. They can play defense. They can hit threes. They've got some length. They've got a, a great mix of guys, and they've been playing at times without you know their full complement of their roster, and they've still looked really well. I think Arizona is the team to beat. Okay, well, if you are filling out your bracket today and you want to cheat off Devin's homework, we'll post his his bracket on the Taz and Jim social media accounts. And it only counts if Dev's team wins. So <laughs> you may want to go with Arizona. Thanks, buddy. It's a stark reminder here that nobody's above the law, Jim. Yeah. Not even Sir Rod Stewart. Oh, don't tell me. Rod Stewart, we were talking about this the other day. Outside uh, his home, he had some potholes in the road, and he had complained about them. And the uh, the authorities, local authorities, kept neglecting them, didn't, didn't fix the problem, and he was having an issue driving his sports cars over these potholes to get in and out of his property. So he took it upon himself to get his buddies out there with shovels, and they fixed the potholes themselves. Well, now he's in trouble for doing that. Of course. Video went viral. A local highway official, though, was not impressed. Said, quote, well, we appreciate Sir Rod's commitment and community spirit. We discourage anyone from carrying out work on the roads themselves. Without proper traffic management and other specific safety measures, residents are putting themselves and others at risk. They, yeah, that's pretty true. There's no lie there. Uh, but they did have pylons, <laughs> you know, and they had guys with reflective vests on. They've seen the worst on. efforts. Right. Yeah. And everyone would be slowing down to say, hey, is that Rod Stewart? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, is that hair real still? You look great, Rod. Hot legs. <laughs> look at those hot legs. I think it's great, but there is, yeah, I mean, there is, there is a line you have to draw between, you know, uh, community activism and putting people in danger. You know who did wh- like what Rod Stewart uh, was up to? Other people who lived in the area. Listen. I think he's absolutely amazing. It's about time someone did. <laughs> well done, Rod. We love you, mate. Love it. <laughs> yeah, he, he did a really good job. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this bit of road here, it was horrendous. The potholes were... were diabolical really. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I mean he only lives up the road and the the potholes have been really, really bad. So yeah, fantastic. I dreaded coming home this way, but now we can. So what's the world coming to when the local rock star has to fix the roads? True. Leave it up to the local rock star. Everyone's got one. (laughs) He's a local hero though, above that. Everybody's down with Rod's uh, road work. Yeah, except for the people who should have done the job in the first place. And I'm sure they're not upset at all because of the bad publicity they're getting for not filling the potholes when they should have. Yeah, should have done it. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. 18 degrees for St. Patrick's Day with mainly sunny skies. Holy moly. (laughs) What do you think? Think it's going to be crazy out there or something or what? I do think it's going to be crazy, but you disagree with me, Jim. You don't think even with that, that warm weather... And the sunshine that uh, uh, pubs and bars are going to be packed. I think. I think three years ago, I would be like, "Oh boy, here comes everybody!" But 
uh, since COVID, I, I've thought, you know, once the restrictions were lifting and people were heading back to the bars, that the bars would be packed. But I went out the last two weekends and there's nobody downtown. It seems very, like, there was one lineup outside of one bar. So it's not like a ghost town. But, but you feel like there's not as many people going out drinking compared to before the pandemic. Yeah, I think... I think a lot of these students lost their social game. Like it's been a different lifestyle for these. And they're the ones who make things go crazy downtown. The students that can day drink all day. Um, But yeah, and I've read reports that like they're everybody's socially awkward. Now people are drinking less. So they're drinking less with other people (laughs) or in general. Really? Smoking weed more, drinking less. I thought during the pandemic, people were drinking more. Uh, not students, not young people. I think older people, us, us veterans, <laughs> you know, who've seen it all have. But students and young people are smoking more weed and drinking less. So your prediction is that it's not going to be wild. I think it'll be. I know McMaster University has put out something kind of reminding their students uh, about partying responsibly. Uh, University of Western Ontario, Fanshawe College, big concerns, especially with ha- what happened 10 years ago. And we will be uh, marking the 10 year anniversary of the riot, the St. Paddy's Day riot that happened in London, Ontario yeah. in 2012 tomorrow. And a lot of that was the weather factor, it had everybody out, you know, and, you know, people were outside all. All day because they didn't have to go inside but it was also a saturday that big riot at fanshawe college it was a saturday which i think that means everybody from out of town then drives in on a saturday yeah yeah because it was a lot of out of towners then too so i i'm not going to say it's going to be dead downtown i'm sure the bars will be packed but i don't expect like a huge you don't think it'll be like it was back in our day <laughs> no but like i would think oh you know if i was in college i'd be like it's time to get out we've been locked up for two years let's go crazy yeah but that's kind of what i'm expecting but i don't think it's gonna be that way we'll see okay well what's the gauge like i'd bet you police reports we'll go by police reports <laughs> and i'll of, do the calculations number of kegs seized <laughs> By the uh, the police department. Yeah, yeah. I think that's how we'll judge. Uh, all right. Well, I, I think it's going to be a wild party, man. But I also finish work at 11 o'clock. So <laughs> that's the other thing. You're right. It's Thursday. People have stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for us. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll be out there. We'll gauge things for you. Mm-hmm. Now this is great. We can call it work. <laughs> yeah, we're we're doing a census. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll talk to some people maybe if we're uh, if we're out there enjoying a, a Guinness or a green beer at our local pub. And if you do go out, be responsible. Follow the advice of lawmakers and don't get into any trouble. Blah blah blah. <laughs> don't flip over any news vans and mm-hmm. light them on fire. Definitely. I do feel a little bit uh, foggy today in in the old brain department as well. Yeah? I think the daylight savings spring forward finally caught up with me here, Jim. (laughs) Oh, really? But good news, uh, it could could be coming to an end. We're one step closer. We know that there's Canadian politicians who have supported getting rid of daylight savings time. Mm -hmm. And now in the United States, yesterday, the Senate passed a bill to make daylight saving time permanent. So if this goes through, it still has to go through uh, the House and Biden needs to sign it and it wouldn't take effect until next year. So we would fall back in the fall, 
but then when we spring forward next year, it would be for good. And we'd assume that if the United States does it, Canada is going to follow suit because that's what they've been saying all along, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I don't like the idea of springing forward one last time. I would rather fall back and stay there. You'd rather have the light in the morning than at night? Yeah. Why? What are you doing in the morning? This. <laughs> Looking out the window? Every morning. Yeah. It's, so? de- it's depressing when it stays dark longer in the morning. And I like to go to bed early. Okay. I get that. I do get that. And with two kids, like my kids, if it's light out and you try to put them to bed, it's a lot more difficult than if it's dark at five o'clock at night. Sure, sure. But I would rather have that extra hour of sunlight in the summer late into the evening. It's way better. It stays light out until like 10 p.m. anyways in the summertime. (laughs) Maybe like 9.45 for three days in July. It's like, I would say throughout the summer, it's like 8.39 is when the sun goes down. Mm. So the sun's going to be going down at 8 o'clock. So you like the spring forward and staying sprung forward forever. Of course, unless you have to work early in the morning and you need the light, you know, and yeah. I could see some months being really tough. Well, how about this argument? If we spring forward one more time and then never spring back again, that is an hour of your life you're going to lose for good. Wait a second. <laughs> you will never Wait. get that hour back. I need that hour. <laughs> Thanks, Trudeau. Is wait, wait, wait. Trudeau's fault? <laughs> what if we just jump forward a half an hour? Compromise. That seems to be the... Why not? Reasonable. What's the... That seems like the perfect solution. Who's stopping us? <laughs> Father time. Hey, you like that idea? What do you think? I think uh, we should jump ahead five minutes a month. <laughs> <laughs> Ease into it. it. Well, he's into it, yeah. That way it's not, you know, just an hour like that. It's five minutes a month. There's your 12 months. There's your uh, your hour. So. Thanks, buddy. Good suggestion. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Morning. Just waiting for a train, so I thought I'd give you a ring concerning that daylight savings time. Yeah. What's your, uh, prefer- what's your preference? I don't really care about daylight savings. Nobody ever is ever going to make up their mind. What I prefer is... Uh, Taking trips into another time zone, whether you want to get older or younger, you can just skip time zones and take a vacation. So look at it that way. It's a little bit better. Hmm. And if you go all the way around the world a few times. That's how Superman did it, right? (laughs) He he turned back the clock just by going around the world really fast. Save Lois Lane. Time travel's possible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and restrictions are lessening now. So if you want to uh, gain a a few hours on your... On your your We're gonna be Go young forever. <laughs> We're never gonna wanna, die. <laughs> yeah, if if you want to get a little bit younger, then go the other way. You just <laughs> gotta keep so. moving. Or if you're too immature, <laughs> head back. Yeah. I wanna see you peacock, cock, your peacock, cock. Time for sports here with Taz and Jim, joined by our sports guy Devin Peacock. And hallelujah, have Leaf fans' prayers been answered? They had a goalie get a shutout last night, Dev. For one night, the Leafs and their fans were reminded what it's like when you have a competent goalie in net. It has been a disastrous 2022. Since January the 1st, there is no team in the NHL that has a worse save percentage than the Leafs. And so uh, last night with Eric Schalgren uh, putting in a uh, masterful performance, a shutout in his first ever NHL start. 
proved that you don't have to have, you know, Patrick Waugh or Curtis Joseph or, you know, uh, the, the, the best of the best in net. You need someone who's solid, who plays with confidence that can allow the team to do what they did last night. So this is this kid's first game in the NHL and he got a shot first. His first start, he's uh, come on a couple times to uh, uh, to uh, replace uh, Peter Morozik after Morozik wasn't up to snuff. But this is his first NHL start, and it was a great one. And what's his name? Shalgren? Isn't it? Doesn't it start with a K? Isn't it Kalgren? It does. Uh, Eric Schalgren, he is a Swedish. He's 25 years old. He led his team in the Swedish League to the uh, title last year. He's been playing in the AHL this year, and he hasn't been lighting the AHL on fire. He's got a winning record. He's got a safe percentage, you know, a little bit over uh, 90%, so he's not bad. He's not great. He's been solid, and that's what he was last night. He was solid. He was exactly what the Leafs needed. So let me get this straight. In Sweden, the letter K is pronounced as the letter S. Schalgren. So if there's a woman in Sweden who asks to speak to the manager, she's a Sharon? (laughs) I think so. If I know my European culture correctly. And I believe they pronounce Sweden Queden over there. Queden. (laughs) <laughs> I, Listen, sorry, man, I'm not a linguist. I don't know. <laughs> I, know I don't know why we got off that track there. <laughs> the Leafs finally get a shutout, and that's what I'm taking away from the whole thing. Okay, well, congratulations. <laughs> I, to I, Leafs I just fans. looked at the box score, and he did get 35 saves, which is plenty of shots. So, a pretty good performance. You're right, Dave. Yeah, kudos to this Shalgren. Is, is there a chance that this guy's going to be the, the starting goalie moving forward for the Leafs, or are they going to do something and pick someone up before the trade deadline still? I would hope if if they are not going to go with Jack Campbell and Peter Mrazek. Campbell is uh, injured right now. Mrazek is, I don't even know what's going on with him. He's got no confidence. Uh, I, so I would hope if they're not going with Campbell or Mrazek, they acquire someone else, even though he played great yesterday. That's not a, a guarantee that he's going to be just fine in the playoffs. If, if they are not going to go with one of their two uh, goaltenders to start the playoffs, they need to acquire someone before or on Monday. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.